Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bird's Nest Podcast. I'm Joe Donahue. Thank you so much for joining us today. The Eagles have a chance to be just the fifth team in NFL history to rise to 6-0 and in two consecutive seasons. That opportunity presents itself to the Eagles this upcoming Sunday, but to do so, they're going to have to defeat the New York Jets. This game was certainly a lot more interesting before week one when it posed to be a duel between a great all-time quarterback in Aaron Rodgers facing off against the defending NFC champion quarterback Jalen Hurts. Unfortunately, during the opening drive of the Jets' first game on Monday Night Football, Aaron Rodgers ruptured his Achilles, and so he's out for the season leaving the quarterback to be Zach Wilson for the Jets. Now, the Eagles in their franchise history have defeated the Jets all 12 times that the two have faced off during the regular season. This season is not expected to be any different. The Eagles opened at seven-point favorites over the Jets earlier this week. But that having been said, on any given Sunday... Any team has the potential to defeat any other team. And the Jets are a great example of that because the Jets, in that opening game, were able to knock off the Buffalo Bills, even though Aaron Rodgers got injured four plays into the game. Additionally, the Jets were almost able to knock off the Kansas City Chiefs, and they may well have if Kansas City didn't get a convenient holding call on their last drive of the game. So are the Jets on the same tier as the Eagles? Absolutely not. The Jets are 2-3, and three, the Eagles are 5-0. and oh. Very simply put, they're not on the same tier. But this game does have the potential to be a trap game for the Philadelphia Eagles. So with that in mind, here are my keys to the game. What am I going to be looking at to see how well is this game going? So the first key to the game is going to be the red zone offense. And the red zone offense has been a huge talking point through this week in the lead up to the Rams game and in the fallout following the Rams game. Now in the games that the Jets faced off against the best opponents so far, that would be the Bills and the Chiefs. The Jets were 3-for-6 on red zone conversions, driving the ball into the end zone when they make an appearance in the 20-yard line or closer. And they were perfect in goal-to-go situations. On the whole season, however, they have converted just 30.77% of red zone conversions. That is 31st in the league. Meanwhile, for the Eagles... Yes, they have not converted a majority of their red zone appearances, but they have converted 42.11% of red zone appearances. That, again, is very, very bottom tier for the Eagles. It's actually 27th in the league. Defensively, we've got a big problem for the Eagles here. The Eagles' defense has allowed opponents to convert Red zone appearances into touchdowns 75% of the time so far this season. That's 12 for 16. Meanwhile, the Jets, well, they've allowed opposing defenses to convert just 31.25% of their appearances in the red zone. That's five conversions over 16 attempts, which is third in the league. 
So the Jets' defense is really good in the red zone, whereas the Eagles' offense is mediocre at best. And the Eagles' defense is not great in the red zone, but fortunately, neither is the Jets' offense. So it'll be interesting to see how that matchup plays out. Now, the red zone offense and the Eagles' lack of production there has been a talking point over the course of the last several days. There was a lot of emotion that was captured on the sidelines during the Rams game. Coach Sirianni seemed to indicate that he believes it was tied more towards first and second downs in what's referred to as the high red zone, which is 11 to 20 yards out from the end zone. Jalen Hurts was asked earlier this week about how the Eagles can do better in the red zone. This is what he had to say. It's just efficiency in what we're doing. It's executing. Um, just going out there and executing and um, obviously can't have any penalties. Um, put yourself back, set yourself back in that area of the field. But, you know, we score in the red zone. You know, I think these games are um, a lot different, you know, and I think that's a, 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 an exciting thing because you know that there's so much more that you can do. And, um, you know, I think we're, we're doing a lot of things at a high level, but there, there's so much more to go. And we're not satisfied with none of that. And you just got to keep on going. You know, you have to challenge yourself to, to truly be one to know every day, try and win the day, and just try and better yourself and um, chase that constant growth. And so um, as a team, you know, situationally, fundamentally, um, all the little details in our game, we just want to continue to grow at it. You know, we just want to continue to grow. Brian Johnson, Eagles offensive coordinator, was also able to address the inefficiencies in the red zone during the course of this week? For us, it's, it's really just a balancing act of, you know, A, we got to do a great job of putting the plan together and putting those guys in a position uh, to make plays. Um, you know, secondly, we got to do a great job of executing. Um, and then we have to be great in our operation, um, whether that's in and out, making the proper checks, um, putting those guys in a position to be successful on the down in and down in bases down there. Um, you know, but ultimately for us, we know that's an area that we got to continue to improve. And, uh, you know, you see us kind of moving the ball, you know, in between the 20s and, and doing a nice job in some areas. But that's definitely an area of, of uh, focus for us to, uh, to, con to continue to get fixed. A huge difference maker is going to be tamping down on these inefficiencies. And I'm not just talking about facing off against the Jets here. I am thinking a little bit longer term. And I am thinking about whether or not these inefficiencies get sorted out before the Eagles hit the gauntlet of teams like the Cowboys, the 49ers, the Chiefs, the Bills, the gauntlet that the Eagles are going to face later on this season. The red zone is going to need to be a place where the Eagles have to be able to deliver. And the Eagles have to be able to do it against teams that are not as good as they are before they can face off with confidence against teams that are as good as they are. The second key to the game is going to be getting to the quarterback. Now, the Eagles have 15 sacks so far on the season compared to the Jets' 11. These are big numbers for the Eagles and the Jets, really, for that matter. The Jets have also had a big presence on the defensive line, and a lot of the attention seems to be focused around one particular defensive lineman, Quinnen Williams. 
Williams does have a half a sack on the season. He's not necessarily the sack leader per se, but he does have credit for half a sack on the board. He also has six quarterback hits, a fumble recovery, and three tackles for a loss. So he's been a big presence on the defensive line. And it's gotten to the point where it came up in one of Coach Sirianni's press conferences about how to game plan for him. Here's what Sirianni had to say about being aware of Quinn and Williams. We, we have to know where he is on every single play as well. Um, you know, differences. You know, they have differences of who they are as players, but both are very effective with, with who they are. So, yes, we, we'd be thinking, we'll be thinking about him. We've been thinking about him a lot, and we'll continue to think about him throughout the rest of the week. Now, on the Eagles side of the ball, the leader is Jalen Carter. He has three and a half sacks so far on the season. Hassan Reddick gets the most credit for the most yards that were lost on sacks. He has three sacks, but he has 22 yards lost. One thing that has stood out is the Eagles are starting to work the blitz in a little bit more. This was particularly noticeable against the Rams. It was also noticeable the week before. The blitz is not something that we've seen a lot lately. We've seen a lot of pressure coming from the front four, but we haven't seen the Eagles send quite as many extra guys to try to get at the quarterback. Eagles defensive coordinator Sean Desai was asked about that this week. You know, I would say I want our defense to be physical and impose our will on people. Uh, I want us to run and hit. You know, I want us to be smart. I want to be situationally smart. And that, that's really what our brand is going to be. And how, how that, you know, like, that's really up to you guys to see how that manifests. Uh, and and you, you guys know, like, you guys will go either way with that, you know, whether it's high blitz rate, low blitz rate. Like, at the end of the day, that's okay. Uh, we're about winning games. And we're about putting our people in best position to win games and giving them the best opportunity to maximize their skill set to win games. And whether that means you rush three or rush seven, it's by week and by play. Now, the Jets have allowed 15 sacks on the season. 14 of those were against Zach Wilson. One of them was the sack that ruptured Aaron Rodgers' Achilles that put him out for the season. Meanwhile, the Eagles have allowed 12 sacks on Jalen Hurts. So regardless of whether it's applying pressure through the blitz or relying on the front four to be able to get through the offensive line and get after the quarterback, getting after the quarterback is going to be critical to making sure that Zach Wilson is disrupted in the pocket, that he doesn't have time to be able to get settled. He's a younger quarterback. The Eagles need to make sure that their presence is known. And as I said in the postgame following the Rams game, I do like some of the decisions that Jalen Hurts made. He was only sacked once in the Rams game. I saw a lot of times where he was really starting to be able to throw the ball away more rather than take the hit for the loss of yards. Continued improvement in keeping Hurts safe starts with Jalen Hurts being able to make those kinds of decisions. So I'm looking forward to seeing that growth. I'm looking forward to seeing how he's relying on his offensive line and trusting his offensive line to be able to take that farther. And again, the Eagles defense getting to the opposing quarterback, that's going to be a big difference maker. And it'll be a big difference maker if the Jets are able to get to Jalen Hurts a lot as well. We'll see how that plays out. The third key to this game is going to be asserting the run dominance. Now, the Eagles are second in the league in terms of rushing yards per game. The Jets, well, they're 11th in the league. They're not really a slouch in this regard. The Jets do pale, however, in allowed rushing yards per game. 
The Eagles first in the league in this statistic. They have allowed opposing offenses to run 61.2 yards per game on average. Compared to the Jets, 146.2. That's 29th in the league. I am fully expecting the Eagles to be able to run all over the Jets' defense. One big note is DeAndre Swift has been significantly better on individual plays than his closest teammates in the running back room. Swift has an average of 5.7 yards per carry over 76 carries. The next leading running back is Kenny Gainwell. He has 39 carries on the season. His average is only 3.3 yards per carry. Brian Johnson was asked about this disparity earlier this week. Yeah, I think, you know, I think the biggest thing is, is you know, we understand that we need everybody we have on offense for us to reach the goals that we want to reach. And, uh, you know, we have a ton of confidence in every player that we put out there on the field to go out there and, and do what we're asking them to do. And, uh, you know, I think Kenny played a really, really good game, particularly – and stuff that, that did not go noticed on the stat sheet in terms of some of his protection, some chip blocks. I mean, I, I think probably one of the most impressive plays in that game was his third down conversion. He got a great chip block on Aaron Donald, released late to the flat, and then you know made a guy miss and was able to convert the first down and keep us on the field. So, um, you know, every, every player that we that that's out there for us, we have a ton of confidence in. Kenny's done a great job. Uh, DeAndre's done a great job this year. And, uh, you know, we're just fortunate to, to have backs that we feel like we can, we can put out there and, and roll. I'm going to be expecting the Eagles to continue down the path of relying on DeAndre Swift, using Kenny Gainwell and Boston Scott in situational football, depending on what the needs are at that particular time. You usually see Kenny Gainwell get a lot more carries as the Eagles get closer to the red zone, which could be part of the disparity in the red zone offense as well but you also see him in situations in some later game situations where the Eagles are really just trying to move the ball but not necessarily move it far per se the fourth key to the game fundamentals now the fundamentals are often talked about in terms of football basics blocking tackling etc and those are all important I'm also thinking about the fundamentals in terms of play calling here. Reportedly, Darius Slay went up to the defensive coaches during the Rams game, noted that Cooper Cup was getting a little bit hot, and suggested that they simplify things. Sean Desai was asked about this report earlier this week. I wasn't aware of that quote, but um, I'm not. Uh, he did come to us, and, and we talked about the plan that we had and what we want to do matchup wise, and you know, we, we kind of stuck with our calls and tweaked some of our techniques within the calls uh, to help our guys with their matchups. Uh, obviously with Cup, uh, we, we knew that they were going to be a prime target there. And then really uh, even some of our disguise stuff and our front structure stuff uh, to be able to get after the quarterback and you know show them some different presentations and get our coverages in places that we need to get to. And then you know Slay's right. I think one of the big messages that they all those guys, including the coaches and the, all the vets at halftime, were just let's just do our stuff. Let's play our techniques. You know, let, Let's win the leverages that we're asked to win. Uh, and if you do that, you got a chance, you know, and, and that, that showed it. Our guys really took ownership of that. A big problem I have with the Eagles is that players, coaches, etc., will oftentimes try to get a little bit too cute when it comes to basic football moves, blocking, tackling, etc. When it comes to play calling, when it comes to scheming for an opponent, 
sometimes they get a little bit too cute. There's certainly room for some of that special kind of trickery, special kind of athleticism that really helps set you apart. But if at the end of the day, you can't tackle a player or you can't isolate and remove a threat from the game, it's going to not work. And that person's still going to be a threat throughout the entire game, especially when all they need to do is execute on the fundamentals. Fundamentals is a huge core value of Coach Sirianni. It's there with really good reason. And when those break down, whether again, it's on the field, whether it's off the field, etc., the team's going to get frustrated. In general, going up against an inferior opponent like the Eagles will against the Jets creates an opportunity for the team to really show off how good they are with all of the extra kind of stuff. But conversely, it also creates opportunities for bad teams to take down good teams when those bad teams get to be too cute. If the execution simply isn't there, the team is going to fail. The team is going to lose the game. That's a standard key for me, last key of the game, but it's an important one, is turnovers. And I want to make sure that I touch on the turnover battle because, as I keep saying, there is no stat that more closely correlates to whether or not a team wins over the course of a particular game than where they stand in the turnover battle. Is it a perfect statistic? No. And actually, last week was an example of why that's not a perfect statistic, why it's not a perfect correlation. The Eagles were actually behind in the turnover count. Jalen Hurts threw a bad interception. And while the Eagles did eventually go through and win against the Rams, it was a big momentum killer. It really had me concerned in that moment because that hands the momentum to the Rams. Now, fortunately, the Rams weren't able to capitalize on a mistake like that, but it was problematic. Over the course of the season, the Eagles have given the ball away five times. That's about an average of one per game. Meanwhile, the Jets, they have nine takeaways on the season, both fumbles and interceptions. So the Jets are a turnover threat. But that threat is often killed by the fact that the Jets themselves are very prone to turning the football over. They have eight turnovers on the season so far through the first five weeks. That's five interceptions, three fumbles. And the Eagles have taken the ball away from opponents eight times this season. So the Eagles should assert their dominance in the turnover battle. I would fully expect a very stacked defense like the defense that the Eagles have to cause some trouble for the Jets in this turnover battle. So we'll see how that pans out. But those are my five keys to the game. Let me know what you think in the comments below. What is getting you excited about this game? What are you going to be watching out for to see how the Eagles are doing? What is getting you concerned about this game? Let me know. And thank you so much to everybody for tuning in to the Birds Nest Podcast. You can support the Birds Nest Podcast by liking and subscribing to Birds Nest Media on YouTube or by sharing to your social media pages. You can also find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Amazon Podcasts, and Spotify. Please visit birdsnestmedia.com for additional Eagles coverage. And if you feel so inclined to support us in a different way, you can find the link to our Patreon either in the description below or at birdsnestmedia.com. Thank you so much for tuning in, and let's go Eagles! Eagles!